It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning here at Wax, good morning, Bob and Joe with you. And uh, what'd you hear from down in the uh, Welke Land and Cattle Company area as far as success opening weekend of the deer hunt? Well, I know my nephew, Brian, shot a nine-point buck off of my land yesterday. Good, good, good. He good. said it had been 11-point, but it must have broke off a couple times. Uh, it must have been a fighter or something, <laughs> but uh, seen a, I've seen a lot of pictures on Facebook. I think you have, too. A lot of big deer. A lot of big bucks. Seems like they've really got the long tines on the racks this year. Yeah, so congratulations, because it wasn't easy hunting. I mean, it was cold, and it was windy. Anybody, If anybody stood out there... The whole day, like on opening morning, and we were in camp. We were just back from Kansas City, but man, oh man, with the wind and cold, you're tough. Yeah, they're tough, but I think most they just had to get to their huts because I see an awful lot of heaters that are glowing well, those, inside them. Yeah, that I don't. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna give those guys an attaboy. It's the ones and, and that were out and you know stood behind a tree or whatever. Yep. it was cold, but congrats. But unfortunately. We did have one tragedy over the weekend down in Green Lake County. Eleven-year-old boy was killed, shot because someone put a gun on the back seat of a car. And however, went off, however the situation happened, it went off and hit the young boy in the chest, and he died. So, be careful with those weapons. Don't assume. Well, I'm going to leave it loaded here in case one runs by. Well, that. Not a good idea. Please hunt safely because, boy, these stories are heartbreaking to hear those sorts of things. But good luck. The weather's getting better for the rest of the deer hunt. It's going to be a whole lot more pleasant. Also, what a surprise. Yesterday, I drove by Hy-Vee, the new grocery store in Eau Claire, on Claremont Avenue. What did I see in their gas prices? It's down. Two ninety-eight. Oh, wow. I'm excited. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think everybody (laughs) is. But, uh, again, the uh, Saudis are rattling their swords about maybe they're going to raise their production a little bit. But, you know, one thing we saw, getting back to the deer hunting, going through uh, on our way back and forth from Kansas City last week, down through Iowa and Missouri on I-35, their deer aren't any better than ours about getting across the road. There's a whole lot of them laying down the road down that way too. So, so hopefully, hopefully there's still some deer in the woods to get. All right, we've got uh, lots of things to talk about, uh, including well, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Thanksgiving. We'll have more on that tomorrow. But uh, again, it's getting close, and hopefully, uh, you're going to be with the people. You know, just getting back to normal after what we went through for COVID. It's just uh, good to be able to get back with with family and friends, and hopefully you will be able to do that as well. We'll take a look at the weather forecast. As we said, it's getting better for the rest of the hunt. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I think you're going to like this forecast. That opening weekend is history. Hey, there might be a little fog out there in some places, so do be careful But right on through Sunday, we're looking at partly sunny to partly cloudy skies. Thursday looks like that's going to be a mostly cloudy day, but otherwise, we should see sun every day right through the end of the hunt. 30s, and then on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday into the 40s. In fact, Saturday, what a difference. 
this last Saturday and this coming Saturday. This Saturday forecast, partly cloudy, about 46 degrees. <laughs> man, oh man, what a difference. It's a cool 17 right now, but the rest of the hunt should be uh, should be a good one. And if you got some more corn to get off, should be able to do that too. On Wax, it's about a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Here's what's going on. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. One of the men who helped take down the Colorado Springs nightclub shooter is speaking out. Richard Fierro, a decorated Army veteran, tackled and held down the gunman before he harmed any more people. Fierro said he was at the LGBTQ club Saturday night with his wife, daughter, and his daughter's boyfriend. But when the shooting started, he wanted to protect everyone there as if they were family. It's still unknown what exactly the federal response will be to the shooting at the LGBTQ club in Colorado Springs. Lisa Taylor explains. The U.S. Attorney General's office released a statement saying all the facts will be reviewed to see what kind of federal response there should be. Five people died and many more were injured late Saturday night. The suspect was charged with five counts of murder and five counts of bias-motivated crime causing bodily injury. I'm Lisa Taylor. The possibility of a national rail strike is once again on the table. In September, the Biden administration praised a tentative deal between railroads and unions. However, the largest rail union in the U.S., which represents conductors, rejected the latest offer. The Biden administration warned back in September that a nationwide strike could cripple our economy. If a deal isn't reached, a strike could take place next month. Reality TV stars Ton and Julie Crisley are being sentenced to federal prison after being found guilty in a tax evasion case. Chris Caraggio has more. Prosecutors said the Crisleys took out $30 million in fraudulent bank loans to fund their lavish lifestyle before becoming reality TV stars on USA Network's Crisley Knows Best. They used a film production company to hide income to keep the IRS from collecting unpaid taxes. A federal judge sentenced Todd to 12 years in prison along with 16 months probation. Julie was sentenced to seven years in prison plus 16 months probation. I'm Chris Caraggio. And Jane Leno now out of a Los Angeles burn hospital. He got significant burns on his hands and face working on a classic car in his garage. He's expected to make a full recovery. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I think pretty much whatever, except ice fishing. I think you're going to like this forecast, but ice fishermen aren't happy until they get ice. And we're not going to get ice anytime soon. Next, right on through the end of the hunt on Sunday, we're looking at partly sunny to partly cloudy skies every day, except Thursday. Thursday looks like it's going to be a cloudy day from start to finish. Temperatures in the 30s through Thursday, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, temperatures will be right around 40. In fact, Saturday looks like about 46 for the high. It's cool in places this morning. Wausau is down to 11, Rice Lake 14, Medford at 16, 20 in La Crosse, Green Bay, Madison, Sun Prairie, 26 in Milwaukee, and right now 17, but we'll warm up to about 37 today, and I don't think there's going to be quite as much wind either as we had over the weekend, and there might be a little fog this morning, so be careful. Not a lot, but there might be some in some lower spot. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at some of the market numbers this morning. And, of course, the markets will be closed on Thanksgiving. And we will not be here on Thanksgiving Day. But, uh, Jill, 
We'll be up and at them on Friday morning to help you with the chores, right? Absolutely. All right. So, uh, again, we'll be gone on Thursday. Hopefully you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And uh, I'll be down in the southern part of the state. So, uh, Thanksgiving. And then Badgers play their last game on Saturday against Minnesota, against the Gophers. So, we'll see how that goes. And then full speed ahead next week, we've got Farm Bureau. Federation having their state convention uh, next weekend down in the Dells, and then the weekend after that, it's the Wisconsin Farmers Union down in the Dells. So again, busy December, but we got to get there first. Let's take a look at our markets this morning, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, the uh, livestock numbers. Choice fed beef steers are 143 to 156, with mixed at 92 to 140. Choice fed beef heifers are 143 to 158, with mixed at 85 to 142. Choice fed Holstein steers are 127 to 138, with select and silage fed at 78 to 125. Cows are 59 to 87, with bulls at 67 to 101. Butcher hogs are 65 to 80, and sows are 50 to 55. Boars are 20 to 23, with shorn market lambs at 106 to 116. Unshorn market lambs are 70 to 106. Feeder lambs are 75 to 225. And taking a look at what happened at the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, markets mostly higher. We've got February live cattle closing 156.72. That was up 87. Well, let me back up to December, 153.55. That was up 47. April live cattle, 160.12, up 87. And June at 156.17, up a dollar five. Feeder cattle for January, 182.62, up a dollar 85. March up a dollar 97 at 185.10. April, 188.05, up a dollar 95. May at 190.55, up a dollar 82. And August, 201.25, up 132 as these cattle prices uh, remain pretty good. Lean hogs, December was down 42 at 83.80. February up 60 at 90.15. April hogs, 95.47, up 55. And May at 99.85, up 37. And on the uh, Board of Trade, uh, mixed on poor corn sales, end of the harvest, and uh, some uncertainty. Although uh, January crude oil, we talked about gas prices coming down now. January crude oil, below $80, $79.82 on the Saudis might increase oil output. Overnight, December corn was up a fraction, 659 March corn down a fraction at 663 Oats. 396 up 1 to 2 overnight. March wheat down 2 to 3 at 815. March soybeans down 3 at 1438. And March meal down a dollar and a half a ton at $402.50. Barrel cheese fell 8.5 cents yesterday, 184 and a quarter. The blocks down 3 quarters at 220. Butter up 9 at 290 a pound. November class 3 up a penny, 2102. December down 22 at 2125. January down 17 at 20.53. February and March both dropped below $20 now. February at 19.99 down 33. March at 19.95 down 25 as prices were lower out through next fall. So that's where we are as far as the markets are concerned. Thinking about going to California. Hey, we got some things going on. 
It won't be long when we head out for our California farm tour with all the Northern California agricultural highlights, February 10th through the 18th, the date of the farm tour. But before that, we want you to come in and see all the great things we're going to do. Our Northern California agricultural highlights tour. There's a special travel party Tuesday, November 29th, three times that day at 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and 7 o'clock at the Holiday Vacations Conference Center on Henry Avenue in Eau Claire. Come and see the pictures of the cable car. We'll take a look at San Francisco Bay, San Francisco City Tour, the Napa Valley Wine Tour, Olive Oil, the Yolo Land and Cattle Company, Hillmar Cheese Factory, and Almond Orchards, World Ag Expo, a Dairy Farm, and so much more. So come on in and see what we're going to be doing. A Northern California Agriculture Tour Travel Party Tuesday, November 29th at Holiday Vacations Conference Center in Eau Claire. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And that's a live face-to-face event. So come on in to holiday vacations like the old days, like we used to have that COVID kind of shut down. But again, we're we're back at it next Tuesday, a week from today, November 29th, 10, 2, and 7 o'clock. If you're signed up, come on in. If you didn't get signed up, come on in and... Maybe they can find a hole for you. I don't know. But, uh, again, November 29th, next Tuesday, we'll see you at Holiday Vacations, live and in person. Oh, I like the sound of that. 17 degrees, 37 today, 35 tomorrow, 39 on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 40s. In fact, Saturday, about 46. Again, 17 right now. And uh, the crops are coming off about done for the season. We'll see how close we are next here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we got 16 minutes after 5 o'clock. And, uh, Jill, where are we with the crops? And probably is the last USDA weekly crop progress report for the season. The Economist report with the nation's soybean harvest is completely is completed, and only 4% of the corn is still in the fields. That's nationwide. That puts corn harvest 2% ahead of last year and 6% ahead of the five-year average. Farmers in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin still have the most corn still standing. Farmers also report 87% of their winter wheat has emerged when the crop is rated 32% good to excellent condition. But that is 12% poorer than last year at this time. Here in Wisconsin, deer hunters wish farmers had a little more of their corn harvested as they only have 77% of the crop combine as of this past Sunday. That's 12 days behind last year's progress, but even with the five-year average. State farmers also report 95% of their winter wheat has emerged and they have finished 77% of their fall tillage, three days behind last year. Topsoil moisture conditions this week are the same as last week. 82% adequate to surplus, 16% short, and 2% very short, with west-central areas reporting moisture at 5% very short. Everything else is more expensive this year, so why not your Thanksgiving dinner? In its 37th year of surveying everything needed for a traditional turkey dinner, the American Farm Bureau Federation found the average price for a dinner for 12 with a tr- all the trimmings will cost $64.05 this year, up $10.74 from last year. The turkey will cost about $1.81 a pound with frozen birds costing a little less, 
supply chain issues, avian influenza, and the war in Ukraine are some of the main reasons prices are up this year with most everything on the Thanksgiving Day menu. And you, I took, you got a deal. You didn't pay $1.81 a pound for your turkey. No, I took Martha out of the freezer the other day. <laughs> what did you do, raise one? Yeah, I, I raised turkeys last year. Oh, and you I, did? I had one extra. She's a 21 and a half pounder. Oh. And I wrote Martha on her, so she's, you know. <laughs> and she's out. Is she starting to thaw yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you better. You're going to have a, <laughs> a coal. I remember one time my uncle used to be the one to make all of our Thanksgiving meals. And one year, I don't know, he got occupied at work, and he forgot to get it out of the oven. Oh, I mean, we were rolling it around in hot water in a bathtub and everything else to kind of get it thawed out so he could make it. Yeah, actually, I like thawing mine, but these are so big. 21 pounds, that's a good bird. Yeah, you can't thaw in the sink. No, I no. end up, I have a... A uh, tub, a big tub, and I'll put her in the I'll put her in the bathtub, in the tub, in cold water overnight, and then she'd be all thawed by morning. There you go. So you gonna you you making her, or is somebody else gonna make Martha? <laughs> My sister in law is gonna make Martha. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so you're gonna have the whole family, or as many as possible, can get together. Yeah, we're gonna head on over to uh, uh, Scott and Jenny's. They've Scott got and a- Jenny Zimmerman down there at mm-hmm. Zimmerman Farms. They're they're part of the Welke Land and Cattle Company. They're <laughs> yeah. a subsidiary, aren't they? The Welke Land and Cattle Company. Well, actually, I think I'm the subsidiary, but whatever works. Yeah. They've got a bigger house than what I've Absolutely. got. Absolutely. So. so again, have a have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk more about that coming up. But uh, before that, that new uh, Humane Handling Institute. What's that all about over at River Falls? Next on Wax. For those who work in acres. Not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, at the University of Wisconsin, River Falls, College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences, a real emphasis on livestock with the different programs going in there, the Meat Institute. And now we've got a Humane Handling Institute. And, uh, Charity, you had a chance to find out what that's all about, and I think a lot of us would like to know more. That's right, Bob. It's a first-of-its-kind program, the Humane Handling Institute. It's going to provide comprehensive hands-on training for current meat industry workers in humane slaughtering, handling, transport, stunning, and equipment maintenance. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Kurt Vogel, Humane Handling Institute director, says that the value that this type of training will have for sustainability of our meat industry is huge, as it'll help to prevent suffering that animals may experience if they're not appropriately handled. It'll help keep the industry in compliance with legal requirements, and it protects the well-being of meat industry workers. He shares more about what this institute is, why it's needed, and how to be involved. The Humane Handling Institute is a new program that has been funded by the state of Wisconsin through the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection that focuses on developing the skills that pre-slaughter handlers, transporters, and stunner operators need in meat plants. Can you elaborate more on the why? So why 
was this institute created? Is it because of consumer wants or meat processors not being able to meet regulations? Or what is happening in the industry that's making this so important? It's a combination of all those things that you just listed. So I can give you a bit of the story behind how we got to this point at UW-River Falls. Our story starts in 2014 when we started tracking the humane handling enforcement letters that are issued by the USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service to plants that violate the Humane Slaughter Act and the regulations under that specific law. So the Humane Slaughter Act is the main law that the meat industry has to follow to ensure that animals are rendered unconscious and insensible to pain before any cutting happens during the slaughter process and also that they're handled in a way that's humane and ethically acceptable on the front end before stunning happens. So when we started doing the assessment of these letters through our animal welfare lab, we noticed pretty quickly that the primary cause seemed to be associated with pre-slaughter stunning and that the majority of those letters that were posted, so every year there's usually around 100 letters that are posted, and about 80% of those have stunning-related issues, and virtually all of them are avoidable with appropriate training or appropriate equipment setup. So over the years now, since 2014, we've continued to track this, and we realized that the stunning issue was one that just was not going away. It was consistently there, and it was consistently hovering at around 80% of cause. And so we thought, what can we do to solve this problem? And what we came up with was to develop an industry training center where people can send their pre-slaughter handlers and stunner operators, and then we will coach them up in a place that's actually built for teaching and learning because a slaughter facility is not necessarily the best place for training because there's so much that's happening in that environment. Everything's moving so quickly. And then you've got the additional pressure of inspection personnel, regulatory personnel watching. And so that's just a setup for somebody to make a mistake. So our idea was we'll set up a training center at UW-River Falls. Our location is particularly helpful because we're located in a place that's relatively easy to get to for most of the state, even though we're on the far western end of the state. But on a national scale, we're located really close to the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, which gives us the ability to cover the national need for this type of training, too. Then the next piece to this is that we can do a lot of our training with animal models. So we can get dummies, for example, of cattle and pig and sheep heads, for example, and we can train people to apply stunners to those model heads instead of using live animals. We also have access to a lot of animal tissues and heads, for example, that we can use for training so that we can show stunner operators exactly where the brain is located and what their target is, essentially. And all this training will help, then, for those people that go back to these jobs to have the skills they need in order to do the job well. And that's going to help people, right? Because then they don't have to experience the anguish that goes along with a misstun and the animals don't have to suffer as a result of that either. So you mentioned you guys are going to be that house area in a sense of people can come to you and get that training. So do you have a bunch of different equipment of potentially different types of stunners that different processors will use? Or do these processors all need to have the similar setup in order to come train with you? Or how does that work? Yeah, that's another advantage of this program that we're building is that over the years I've developed some really good relationships with companies that make stunning equipment. 
And so most of the models of stunning equipment that are out in industry today are models that I've personally worked with in the consulting work that I've done and that I have good relationships with the manufacturers. So we're going to have the ability then to pull in just about any model that's out there so that we can train people how to effectively service and repair their specific models. Another piece to this, too, is we're planning to set it up such that when we do equipment maintenance training, that the people that are signed up for that training can actually bring their stunning equipment into our site, and we can uh, work with their tools as part of their training. You mentioned it's very beneficial for those processors who are having their employees do that humane handling. Is it also available to potential students or people who might be wanting to get into the meat process? industry. The initial focus of this program is on working with Wisconsin-based processors, particularly in small and very small plants, to get their personnel trained. So when we wrote the grant, one of the specific goals we had was to secure enough funding so that we could offer a seat in two of the most important courses that we develop to one person from each of the approximately 120 slaughter establishments that exist in the state of Wisconsin. So that part was granted. And so that will be our first focus is on serving the needs of those existing personnel. But the next step is to extend to the people that you mentioned. So like our college students, for example, people that may be interested in going into the field and want to gain some additional training so that they stand out. And then from there, also out to more of a national scale. So also working with uh, employees that work at meat processing companies outside of just our state. So how can these meat processors enroll or get involved? What are those steps and potentially the cost for them to send their employees there? For Wisconsin, processors. We'll have a sign-up that'll start later this spring. So right now, we're just in the final stages of hiring our program manager. Once we have that person hired, then we're going to go to work on laying out the details to the curriculum, getting our workshop scheduled, and laying more of the concrete details down with that. And again, that's Kurt Vogel, the Humane Handling Institute over at River Falls. Some exciting things going on. River Falls is uh, getting a lot of activity over there in the meat industry. So that's uh, the Humane Handling Institute, and uh, it's going to be quite an institute. Once it gets up and running, we're going to get over there and take a look at what just exactly is going on. But uh, sounds good. Speaking of meat, let's find out what prices were yesterday and uh, how much more we're going to do this week. Rocky's going to join us next from Premier Livestock in Withy. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get over to Premier Livestock in the Withy area, and Rocky Olson joins us. First question i got to ask you, how long did you stay in the woods uh, on Saturday and Sunday before you come out and take a little break to warm up? I mean, that was brutal. Well, we kind of we kind of got a luxury stand, Bob. Oh, so. you're one of those. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but hey... To take, to take a young gal and sat from dark to dark who never left the stand. That's still pretty good. Really? Yep. Well, never that left is the good. Stand. That's good. But the problem is nothing ran by that you like. That's right. That's well, right. I had a nice six-pointer come by. A lot of does. Actually went out last night. Seen a lot of does. But, yeah, the don't seem like quite as many bucks running in the daylight. Well, from the pictures on Facebook, it looked like a lot of guys took a lot of big ones. Oh, 
no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Um, and a lot of young people yeah. were shooting big ones. Yeah, that that's was pretty good. cool. You bet. That is really, really good to see young people getting back involved in the hunt. Because for a while, it was kind of young people weren't uh, getting involved. So it's good to see. You bet. Hey, how did that, uh, I was gone last week with uh, down to Kansas City. How did the machinery auction go? Uh, really well. Good. Really well. We had a great day. And uh, the online portion of the sale, we were done at one thirty. So... Yeah, well, it worked out great. With the weather, I bet the auctioneer had to talk a little faster. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> we were hustling right along, and but that kept the auction moving, so no, we had a great day. Oh, that's good. Well, how did they go yesterday over there at Premier? Uh, thank you, Bob. Good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's auction shaped up at Premier. We sold over 900 head of livestock. The fed cattle traded steady. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 132 to 145.50. Uh, select and low choice, 120 to 131. Choice B steers and heifers traded from 130 to 148. Lighter tests there. Uh, market cows were steady. High-yielding cows from 72 to 88. Most cows traded from 56 to 71. Market bulls high-yielding. 88 to 104, lower yielding 87 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday, high yielding from 80 to 97, lower yielding 79 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves continue strong, uh, very strong, uh, mostly from 125 all the way up to $270 a head on the Holstein bull calves. Beef calves, 125 to 375. Holstein heifer calves, still limited demand there, 10 to 50. Uh, we do have two dairy cattle auctions this week. Today, Tuesday, we have our special monthly dairy heifer auction. Uh, we're expecting right around 300 head of dairy heifers, lots of nice consignments. Uh, we'll sell them all the way from started heifer calves all the way up to close springing heifers. Uh, we'll start with the bread heifers first. Uh, early listings, like I said, on our website. Tomorrow, Wednesday, we'll have a regular weekly dairy cattle auction. Uh, do have a nice load of high-quality Holstein tie stall cows. We also have our hay auction at uh, 930. Uh, reminder, uh, no calves on this week, Wednesday. No calves on Wednesday uh, due to buyers not wanting calves on Wednesday. And we're going to have uh, no hogs, goats, or sheep this week as we are closed Thursday for Thanksgiving. Uh, questions, give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500. Check our website. Uh, a lot more detailed information, sales schedules at PremierLivestockAndAuctions.com. And, Bob, that's the way it shaped up. So what are you having for Thanksgiving? Venison, bear, turkey, ham? I think we got a turkey Do you? left over for one we got, All and right. uh, we we got ham too. Oh, good. So you won't now, go. Now me my, me myself, I don't get it every year, but I like the prime rib for Thanksgiving. Yeah, ooh. I like prime rib anytime. That, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rocky. Be a special holiday. All right, it really is. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. Thank you. Bye. There he goes. That's Rocky over there. Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Well, what's Thanksgiving going to be all about? And the rest of the hunting season. Let's go over and find out. It's Guy Warren 13. Mike Dandry is there. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Well, it was a lot easier for you to stand out and do the forecast on the patio this morning than it was about last Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's still chilly, but uh, yeah, last Friday, this weekend in general was just bitter, bitter cold especially uh, Sunday morning, too. So kudos to those hunters that were out in the tree stands yeah. without the heated shacks. Yeah, boy, I'll <laughs> tell you, that uh, that was brutal out there. And I wasn't out there, but uh, from what I heard, it wasn't, uh, wasn't easy to take. Well, that is changing dramatically for the rest of the hunt. 
Oh, absolutely, and uh, it'll be warmer, and this morning we are starting off a little on a chilly note, but going into the afternoon we'll have more sunshine, and we'll be warming up to the mid to upper 30s, inching a little closer to our average. Now tonight will be another night into the upper teens as we'll have some clouds rolling in, even a little bit of patchy, dense fog. So keep that in mind if you do have any holiday travel plans tomorrow that you may be dealing with some fog early on. But otherwise, mostly sunny and highs inching closer to the low to even mid-40s. Then a few more clouds rolling in Wednesday night, upper 20s for our lows, so it'll be a little bit warmer. Then going into the Thanksgiving holiday itself, mostly cloudy, maybe just a stray chance at a rain or snow shower as we get to the upper 30s once again. Friday, more sunshine returns for Saturday as well. Low to mid-40s both of those days. Then a few more clouds start to roll in for Sunday and Monday with highs back into the mid-30s. But right now we have uh, some clouds rolling in and a temperature of 18 degrees in Eau Claire. And a touch of fog in some spots? Yes, right now, yes. But tomorrow is going to be the real concern uh, as far as some of that fog. So that's something that you'll just want to take your time. And, of course, if it's still dark, use your headlights too. But even when the sun comes up. (laughs) Good advice. Yeah, I know, right? But uh, (laughs) even when the sun comes up, if there's a little bit of fog, still use those headlights uh, just because, you know, it makes it a little bit easier for you and for others to see too. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, Mike. We'll talk to you later. Absolutely, Bob. Have a good one. You bet. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13. And we're going to check on... The local news coming up. Morgan's going to join us. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, California in February. Not a bad place to be, but the place we're going to go right now is the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is with us, and you got your turkey thawed for the family all coming over to enjoy your cooking creations? I'll tell you right now, we do something a little bit different. We don't do turkey. We what? go ribs and brisket. Ooh, nothing wrong with that. You know, it, it, a couple of years ago, uh, for some reason, we weren't able to get our hands on a turkey, so we mm-hmm. kind of zigged and zagged, yeah. and everybody said, why don't we just do this again? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there we go. We have ribs and brisket, which makes uh, the pigs less happy, but the turkeys, we're big fans. Uh, and I'll tell you... The- even for those leftovers, it's out of this world. Yeah, Man, absolutely. Well, there weren't good. many leftovers. That was well. the, We didn't have to dig up those Tupperware containers to send people out the door uh, last year, that's for sure. If you need some, come to my house. <laughs> I, every time I open the cupboard, they fall out all over the place. Good. I'll need to shove some of those with stuffing uh, on Thursday. I'm sure you will. <laughs> but before that, we better find out what's going on. And that's something we can do with headlines that stay in our state today. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. It's the sheriff in Ottagamie County who's blaming a drunk driver for starting a series of crashes that left two people dead, nine others injured. And with 715 Newsroom coverage, more details come from John DeMaster. That started Sunday afternoon on I-41 near Highway 441. Deputies say a drunk driver rolled their car and had to be cut out by firefighters. That crash caused a backup on I-41. That backup led to six other crashes, including one that killed an unborn baby and another that killed a second driver. The series of wrecks closed I-41 for several hours Sunday evening and into Sunday nights. And well, we have the November election all but over. The Wisconsin Elections Commission yesterday said all 72 counties have completed their vote canvases. That means that local votes have been counted and then sent to the state. The commission says statewide candidates have until Friday to ask for a recount, but that likely won't happen as the only race that was close was conceded. And I'll have that result in just a second here. After the recount window closes, the Election Commission has until December 1st to certify the results. Now, in terms of that race, we're talking about Wisconsin's race for secretary of state and there won't be any challenges there the republican in the race amy ludenbeck yesterday conceded her decision means secretary of state doug lafollette will serve another term he's been wisconsin secretary of state since 1983 
While Waukesha's moment of silence to remember victims in last year's Christmas parade have everything you'd expect. Huge crowd, some tears, and a push to continue to move forward as hundreds of people gathered into Cutler Park. Governor Tony Evers on hand speaking, as well as Mayor Sean Riley, telling the crowd that it showed how strong it is with responding with bravery, love, compassion, and unity. Well, if you're getting ready to plan that menu, the U.S. may be facing a butter shortage. I'm sure Bob and Jill have talked about this. The USDA reporting the amount of butter in cold storage is at the lowest in at least four years, 18% lower than last year. But uh, County Ag educator Angie Olness here says that's not necessarily what you're seeing when you're on the store shelves. You would expect when you hear a butter shortage that you go to the grocery store and the shelves will be empty. But that's not the case. Butter is available. Just the price has gone up a little bit. And our butter is worth paying for here in Wisconsin right now. It's about 288 a pound up a little bit from this time last year. It was about 173 last time you were making those casseroles and Thanksgiving dishes. And on that note, we're not the only ones that are letting the turkeys have the year off. Turns out it's not necessarily a favorite around the table in the union. Turkey. It's in shorter supply this year thanks to the avian flu, but that may be just fine and dandy as a study finds nearly 30% of American adults don't like turkey anyway. The Vacationer, an online travel guide, surveyed Americans across the country trying to find out the least favorite Thanksgiving treats. Number one item in the dislike column, cranberry sauce. Number two on the no thanks list, turkey. Number three, green bean casserole. I'm Lucinda Kay. And we send you back to the barn where a lot of that food starts. I know, I saw your face. No cranberries. How can you have Thanksgiving without cranberries? Well, more for you, according to these people. I have to tell you, though, Bob. I uh, love cranberries. Uh, you know, you might, do you do the regular, do you do the fancy relish, or do you do the, the can, well, my sister, the, the, with the rings the in gel, it? And then you got the, you know, the one, the casserole, like a, I don't know, jello cranberries. Mm-hmm. And how can... Uh, what a survey. What a dumb survey. You can was. dish up. I'll tell you this, though. My daughter came home with this joke yesterday, so if you want to pass this on around your table. Okay. What did the turkey say to the hunter? Quack, quack. <laughs> That's like that outfit that uh, sells chicken sandwiches. I don't know what it is. but the, Oh, Chick-fil-A, yeah, yeah with the cows. the cows. Yeah. <laughs> Eat more chicken. <laughs> you got to save your tail feathers. Absolutely. Getting close to Thursday. Oh, boy. All right. I... Uh, I'll Why? save you. I'll save your cranberries. You a D for even putting that on the air. <laughs> You're putting the cranky in cranberries. <laughs> yeah, I'll right. get you a nice little side plate, and you can eat all you want, my oh, friend. Boy, oh boy, what a okay. See you later. <laughs> See you, Bob. <laughs> Crab apple. <laughs> <laughs> That's Morgan in the newsroom. What a survey! I don't like that survey. I mean, you know, how. Was there anything on that survey that you didn't like? Green bean casserole? How can you not like that stuff? I like that stuff. I think... I will say, my mother used to go nuts because she loves sweet potatoes. And I'm not a sweet potato eater. So that was something... You know, I've eaten sweet potatoes, but it's not my favorite. I want mashed potatoes and gravy. But, uh... Well, I'll eat sweet potatoes, but I Most people will, and I'll eat them if I have to, but they're not my favorite, but... I don't know. Man, but I, man. E- I only eat them about once or twice a year, though, so <laughs> well, that's, that's all I need. That's true. That's true. All right, we got more to do. 17 minutes before 6 o'clock, and uh, we'll get to, to some markets next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at more farm news with Jill and the grumpy old man this morning. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what else you got here? What's going on? 
So Mexico continues to buy U.S. corn with the fifth largest purchase on record last week, 73.5 million bushels. Over 49 million bushels was from this year's crop, with just over 24 million bushels coming from next year's corn crop. Another 9 million bushels of this year's corn crop was also bought by Mexico on a separate deal last week. This latest buy is right on the heels of Mexico's statement of not accepting genetically modified or GMO corn starting in 2024. Export sales for last week were high at 46 million bushels with Mexico as the largest buyer. Corn export sales need to average over 35 million bushels a week to meet the USDA's 2.15 billion bushel export projection for the current marketing year. And uh, that, of course, uh, reflects on what's going on. The market's a little bit lower because corn sales, while Mexico is up overall, a little bit slow as we get into this new marketing year, which began October 1st. So we'll talk about that. Some things coming up, including the markets as we move forward. And we'll get to our markets in a moment, but uh, Jill, some things coming up. It is Thanksgiving week, so not much going on this week, but next week uh, we'll get into uh, meetings between Thanksgiving and Christmas. But Aussie will be busy, what, Friday? Yeah, they're having their 35th annual Christmas parade uh, Friday evening at 7 o'clock. It's a lot of lighted up, a lot of lighted floats. I'll be out there. If you can find me, I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> you know, years ago when this first started, uh, we at Wax, we had a, a marketing gal here, Linda Mann, very active down in the Osseo area, helped put that thing together. And, and we were in that parade for, for many, many years, a great parade, and I'm glad to see it's it's still going on. And as we mentioned, uh, Farm Bureau and Farmers Union conventions are both coming up. That's right. The Wisconsin Farm Bureau annual meeting will be December 2nd through the 5th at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. And the Wisconsin Farmers Union, they're having their annual state convention. That's December 9th through the 11th, and that's at the Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells. All right, and we'll get to some markets coming up on WAX. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time to head on down to Sparta Equity and hear from market manager Hut Eman. Fed cattle selling steady today with the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers 150 to 159. The choice and select beef steers and heifers 139 to 149. The dairy cross steers 132 to 147. The high yielding choice Holstein steers 137 to 145. The choice and select Holstein steers 126 to 136. With the unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers 125 and down. Cow market steady today with the high yielding cows bringing 80 to 90. With a top of 93, the cutters and utilities. 64 to 79 with the low yielding and canner cows, 63 and down. Organic market today with the results from the November 21st sale with most organic cows bringing a dollar four to dollar nineteen. The thin and small organic cows, 83 to 103 with the organic steers and heifers, 115 to 125. Bull market steady today with most bulls bringing 75 to 90 with the thin. Full and bulls over a ton discounted at 74 and down. Calves today sold by a power with a stronger market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing 160 to 250. The quality Holstein heifer calves 30 cents to a dollar. The quality beef calves 210 to 360 with the light and poor quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, there will be no sale Wednesday, November 23rd. So our next sale will be Monday. November 28th, starting at 12.30 with hogs, followed by calves, fed cattle, bulls, and cows. We would just like to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone. This is Hutt Eamon at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update. 
and we thank you for your business. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out what's going on over at Equity Stratford this week and how hard he's going to work. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Morning, Jerry. Did the mafia drop off a deer for you? Well, good morning to you, Bob. No, but you already know I've got mine already. Uh, yeah, I know it. He turned out to be a rather expensive deer, but that's okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, the neighbors have been hunting, and there's been a few reports. Uh, did uh, uh, did see a couple reports of some lot like uh, you guys were talking before. A lot of big bucks taken so far. So yeah, that's seen, good. Seen some beautiful pictures. So again, hunt safely. Unfortunately, that tragedy down in Green Lake County. That 11 year old boy that just. Uh, Tears your heart out, but to hunt safely and unload, you're done. Don't lean it up against a pickup truck or set it on the seat with loaded because accidents happen, unfortunately. Well, it's a short week this week, but uh, how are we doing so far with Stratford? All right, Bob. Uh, thank you. And uh, first of all, welcome back. Hope you had a good trip. And uh, anyway, we'll recap the market from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. Uh, we'll start out with the cow market yesterday. Fully set it to strong cow market yesterday. High-yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows on yesterday's auction were selling from 74 to 88 Topping it yesterday on the cow market at $90. Most of the cows yesterday were selling from 54 to 74 And the center cows, like carcass cows, below 50 on the bull trade to open up the week, your better quality bulls are mostly from 86 to 104, lighter bulls 84 and below. Red cattle on the light test yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers mostly from 118 to 137, uh, selected and underfinished cattle 114 and down. Very strong calf market yesterday on the Holstein bull calves and they're weighing 9,230 pounds, selling mostly from 100 to 235. Fancy bull calves yesterday topped at 250. Fairly limited demand on the heifer calves, 50 and below. Again, very strong market on the beef calves, 175 to 350, and we topped at 360 on those beef calves. And as Bob mentioned, a shortened week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, today will be our last sale this week, uh, so we will get underway at 10 a.m. with the hay and bedding auction. 11 o'clock, we'll move to the market auction, and of course, on Tuesday, we do sell organic market cows, uh, organic all organic market cattle every Tuesday, and then we'll follow with the regular market auction, and that will all be today, Tuesday. And, of course, tomorrow and, and Thursday we will be closed. So uh, uh, if you've got any questions on the marketing schedule, just give us a call here. But, again, we will be closed tomorrow and also Thursday, as I mentioned. Looking ahead a little bit, our next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday, November 30th. Next dairy auction will be first uh, Tuesday in December. Uh, we do have a complete herd dispersal for that auction on December 6th. Again, folks, uh, like Bob said, do uh, enjoy the hunt. Uh, hunt carefully, and uh, well, the weather is looking real good. But we'll be back here tomorrow morning, Bob. Uh, uh, up, uh, update uh, sale activity from today here. But like I said, we are closed Wednesday and Thursday. So, Bob, you enjoy the rest of the day as we will. And uh, the, oh, I, I, you know what? It's kind of nice. We got a nice cover of snow. It's, I hope it doesn't all melt. Well, I think a lot of it will melt, but uh, believe me. It'll come back again. It always does. <laughs> hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you a little more morning. You guys enjoy the day. Thank you much. There he goes. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And the market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op in the Ridgeland area. And we start with the Board of Trade where prices overnight were lower after uh, kind of a, a mixed day yesterday on the Board of Trade. Poor corn sales, end of the harvest. But there was some oil demand in the soybean pits. Good thing is, 
Oops, crude oil, January seventy nine eighty two down. So that's a that's a good sign. Hopefully, it continues that way. March corn overnight down a fraction at six sixty three. The oats up one to two at three ninety six. March wheat down two to three at eight fifteen a bushel. March soybeans down three fourteen thirty eight. Meal for March down a dollar and a half a ton, four hundred two dollars and fifty cents. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at six dollars with soybeans at thirteen seventy. At the Connorsville location, corn's at five ninety seven with soybeans at thirteen sixty. On the DTN screen at Golden Plump, corn is six nineteen. At Baldwin, Mondovi, and Elmwood, six fourteen on the corn, thirteen fifty on the beans. Duran, corn is six oh four, beans thirteen forty. Fall Creek, five ninety four for the corn, thirteen twenty five on the beans. Osseo, six nineteen and thirteen fifty four out of Elk Mound, corn six oh four. Beans thirteen fifty three, Sparta six oh one and thirteen thirty nine, Ellsworth five eighty four and thirteen ten, ethanol plants, Boyceville six fourteen, Stanley, New Richmond both at six thirteen for the corn. Barrel cheese down eight and a half yesterday at one eighty four and a quarter. Blocks down three quarters at two twenty. Butter up nine cents at two ninety a pound. November class three up one at twenty one oh two. December down twenty two at twenty one twenty five. January down 17 at 2053. February down 33 at 1999. March down 25 at 1995. Again, about 17 degrees. We'll get 37 partly sunny. Good day for the hunt. If you're going to hunt, do it safely. If you're going to combine, do that safely too. Because uh, deer hunters, if there's a cornfield out there, they'll be standing by the side of it waiting for the deer to run out. So have a good, safe day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.